What do athletes do after their playing career is over? How do they transition? What's next? What is next for athletes after they transition out of their playing career? Today, I'm so excited to have Jonathan Orr of Athlete Transition Services with us. He will talk about how he services those athletes who are transitioning out of their playing career, transitioning into the career field, transitioning into other um, careers in the career field, but he is the guru of transition. He will talk to us about the services he provides as he helps athletes all around the world transition into the next step of their life. Welcome to the Player Development Pod, presented by Beyond the Field. Hello, hello, hello. I'm Ed Jones II. I am the founder of Beyond the Field Player Development and the host of this podcast, yes, the Player Development Pod. Thank you so much for spending time with us. Uh, Once again, this series is called Why I Love Player Development, and I am so excited have my guest Jonathan Oron with us today as he will talk to us about how he helps athletes transition. Once again, this series is about the people who help the people in this role. And Jonathan has a great service to provide for you all um, who are in this role. Also, shout out to Jonathan. We'll talk about it a little bit, but he's a sponsor, a gold sponsor of the Player Development Conference that's coming May 19th through 20th. He's a gold sponsor. We appreciate him for believing in the mission that we have at helping us help those in the role. Speaking of the Player Development Conference, information on the Player Development Conference is in the show notes. Once again, it'll be May 19th, May 20th. It will be virtual. This is the first one. We're so excited. The official logo is here. Look out for that. Um, But if you want more information, and if you want to be the first to find out about the registration link, speakers, topics, things like that, join the Player Development Conference mailing list that's in the show notes. Player Development Pod family, thank y'all so much for listening in. This series is why I love player development. want to bring people to you, extraordinary people with incredible services to help you all in the role. And today, today I have my man, Jonathan Orr from ATS, Athlete Transition Services. And I'm so excited to jump in and 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 talk about, you know, uh, what the services he provides, the person he is, and just his story and and how it built into his company. Before we start that, I want to give a shout out, shout out to a gold sponsor, a gold sponsor of the Player Development Conference. Thank you so much, Jonathan, for believing not only in us and what we want to do, but the people listening. So this is, you know, this brings a greater experience to you all listening. So I want to thank you again for that. Let me get, I got a round of applause somewhere right here. Let me learn the system. There it is. Yes, yes. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, but Jonathan, you can introduce yourself uh, to the Player Development Pie family and let them know more about you. Yeah, uh, my name is Jonathan Orr. Um, I'm the founder and executive director of Athlete Transition Services. So we're a, a 501c3 nonprofit organization. Uh, we just hit nine years in January. And uh, our mission is essentially to help prepare athletes for life after sports. And so, but um, l- let me say thank you Ed, for, for allowing us the opportunity to be a sponsor mm-hmm. for this awesome conference that's coming up, man. And, and thank you for all the work that you do in this field. So, 
It's a, it's I really an honor for us. I appreciate it. I appreciate you believing. I think we you gave me a call the day I announced it. I was like, oh, let's go. So excited. So excited to have you. Um, and, you know, you talked a, a little bit about it, but can you talk about your career? So, you know, you had a illustrious career. Shout out. We see it in the back on Wisconsin, on Wisconsin. You know, what played. you know about on Wisconsin? Eh? So on Wisconsin, so, <laughs> on Wisconsin. So my first school, I, uh, Coach that our theme song, our fight song was on Wisconsin. So like on really? Wisconsin, yeah, and it, in in Houston, Texas, I think our fight song, excuse me, was on Wisconsin. So yeah, but but they wouldn't say on Wisconsin. No, 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 no. It was oh, like, okay, okay, yeah, 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 That's yeah. Weird. Yeah, no, we were uh, the Spartans, so it was like on. Oh, Go Spartans, oh, we're Spartans, something like that. But it gotcha, was like, gotcha. okay. so like that was like etched in my, it was my oh. ringtone. So yeah, so yeah. You know what? Hey, have you ever been to a, a game in Madison? I have not. That's, yeah, that's we gotta on my do it, list. man. Okay, you that's gotta on put my that on the, to, on, on the to do list. Okay. Yes, I gotta, yeah. I gotta get a part of that jump around. I heard, heard a lot about it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's a special place. So nice. But yeah, man. Um, I grew up in in Detroit and. Uh, Fell in love with football uh, since I was about eight or nine years old, and and I knew that um, I wanted to play in the NFL since around that age. And uh, from that point on, my whole life pretty much was centered around football. Um, I went, went on high school, had some success, and then got a scholarship to the University of Wisconsin where I played receiver. And then after my senior year, got drafted by the Tennessee Titans and uh, was planning on a long career, at least 10, 15, mm -hmm. if not 20 years. Let's go. Uh, but, it, but it didn't end up happening uh, that way. And, and after a couple years, uh, it was over just like that. And um, even though I had graduated from Wisconsin, had a degree and, and uh, things like that, I never really intentionally thought out how I would move forward in life after football. And I struggled, man, for a couple years. Uh, pretty significantly in the areas of um, just just career, right? Uh, in the areas of um, just my mental health and wellness, um, identity, just so many things that, 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 you know, we know now from working in this space um, that, that players and, and athletes wrestle with. But uh, that was my, that, that was my experience, man. And it took a couple of years before I finally started to move forward. But over the course of that time and over the next few years after that, I started noticing that so many of, my friends and, and former teammates and athletes I knew from college, men and women from various sports were having similar struggles. And uh, then I went to grad school around that time. And then that's when the idea came to start something. I didn't even know what it would be exactly. I just knew I wanted to um, uh, help athletes figure out this part of their life and help them prepare for it. And um, here we are now, all these years later, uh, and, and uh, you know, ATS was, was really birthed out of that experience. So. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you for sharing it. Yeah. Um, now, if you could talk more, you just you segued into my next question. If you could talk more, if I'm listening, I'm a listener and I hear athlete transition services. Can you give me a deeper dive into what ATS is? Yes. So, um, you know, like I mentioned, our, our mission is to help prepare athletes for life after sports. And so uh, we work backwards. So this is the best way I can explain it. So research um, the data out there. Uh, shows that elite athletes, elite being uh, college and professional athletes, and even it's even studies now being done in the high school space, right? But um, most of the work has been done in the college and professional space. It shows that when athletes transition, 
um, an overwhelming majority of them have issues with that transition. And then when you look at the areas in which they have issues, oftentimes it's related to uh, that, that, that personal aspect, identity, mental health, social, emotional. Um, it's related to finding career fulfillment, uh, professional athletes, a lot of financial, and even college athletes, a lot of financial issues. And so, so given that, what we do is we work backwards. We say, if these are the areas that athletes struggle in, then what can we do along the way? So from youth all the way to professional athletes, what can we do along the way to equip them, to prepare them, to empower them, so that whenever that day does come, whenever they're in that transition, they're uh, better prepared and able to handle it. So uh, that's that's sort of our approach to it. And so practically, like like the, the stuff that we actually do, uh, we do a lot in the educational space. So we have a, mm-hmm. a series of a host of uh, workshops and seminars um, that deal with those different areas that I just mentioned that we provide and we tailor to the audience, whether it's high school, college or professional athletes. Um, so we're in that, that education space. Uh, we're, um, we also have a, a, a team of uh, mental health professionals and, and coaches, life coaches, to provide individual and small group support for athletes who need a more intense level of support. Um, and then lastly, we provide professional development for coaches and administrators to better uh, help them understand the unique opportunity they have to, to, to prepare athletes for life after sports and empower them and provide them with the tools needed to uh, make sure they're facilitating a holistic growth and growth and development of their athletes along the journey. So, so one thing I, I hear when you talk about it, one thing I like is like the impact you're having on the entire program. So it's not only players, it's also coaches helping them gain skills uh, to help players. And I think that when, when whenever service, when I was in role, I always wanted to look for somebody who could provide value beyond just the, for lack of a better word, auditorium. And so how has that success been? Because we want to talk to, because some coaches do listen to this. How has that success been or how has that experience been with helping the coaches when talking about transition and helping athletes with that? Yeah, man. So it's, it's, it's been, and this is the, I'll say this, this is the the newest uh, addition to our services. We've only been doing this probably going on three years, mm-hmm. but, it, but it's been awesome to, um, cause the, I, I would venture to say the majority of coaches, they want to have an impact be, beyond the X's and O's, right? And they Absolutely. got into coaching Absolutely. because they, they want to pour in and impact young people. However, with everything they have going on, it's oftentimes difficult to see um, how can I fit that in, right? Mm-hmm. How can I how can I add this additional program on top of everything else that I have to do, all my other right. responsibilities, and then what's the real value in it, right? So getting helping coaches to understand the value, and then giving them um, uh, providing them helping them to understand how they can integrate it in what they already have going on. Right. So essentially you, it's not necessarily a whole new program you have to adapt, but just build in time. If you're meeting with your players, if your position coaches, for example, are meeting with your players, uh, once a week, right. Sometime more than that, then what once a month to dedicate 15 minutes to talk about something other than, 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 than their sport. Right. Things like that go a long way, right? What questions do you ask your players when they come into your office? What are red flags to look for as it relates to their mental health? So helping them to uh, just just giving them nuggets um, to help them understand how they can, uh, you know, be more impactful and be more intentional about their uh, the, their facilitation of the growth and development of their athletes. I, t- I totally agree with you 
on that. Being in a program for the you know six years, I was in three different universities. Coaches do they you know they do care about developing players. I'll say the majority, the majority. Yeah. Right? Um, sometimes players don't feel that way, but honestly, the majority. Yeah. Do. Uh, but to your point, it is. They got a lot to do and now with these contracts, man. I mean, if you sign, your head coach signs a five-year contract, that's really two years. Because I get that question all the time. Like, you know, what, what do you do when things change? I've had I've heard coaches go to the podium and they're, they're my number one focus is the off-field development of yep. the players. Well, coach, I mean, the way it is nowadays, if you four and whatever or five and whatever, everybody ain't trying to hear that. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad that you all are helping those. Now, can you dive into this is a question, and, and I know this wasn't on the question list, but I, I've seen over the years your your team grow. And if you dive into that more, like the team, you mentioned who you have on your team a little earlier, but how that dynamic works uh, for the team. Yeah, so um, to, to, to uh, I'm trying to think, because there's a lot of ways I could take that, that uh, a lot of directions I could take it in. Uh, the first couple of years, it was it was just me, and then my brother joined me. Uh, he's a he's a um, former college athlete, uh, and and so we were grinding for a couple of years. And then, as we built out programming, um, I my intent was never to be an expert in everything, right? Like like that was never the intent. And so I knew from the beginning, I knew that it was going to take a team, right, to 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 help carry out the vision. That um, I really believe came from God, right? To to right. to to start this organization, and so as we built out program, and as the need for programs grew, then it, it, you know I reached out, and some folks reached out to us, right? That are sort of subject matter experts in certain areas, like financial literacy, like right. um, like career readiness, and things like that. And so we just look for opportunities, and still to this day, if somebody can, if we have a need, and we don't have anybody on the team that can help to uh, carry out that need then um, we're always looking to, to partner with folks and bring on um, different team members. And so um, it was a slow process. I think now we might have like 18 folks on, on our team who, who oh, support and, and some are more active than others. Some right. are just very specific in what they do. But um, so, you know, it, it all is about making sure that we have the right people that can, for one, um, that are passionate about this work and two, can you know they have a gift for communicating a you know a message whether it's in counseling or whether it's in standing in front of auditorium and, and, and sharing a message and uh that people are able to relate and connect with them so all right so we've talked about you know we, we understand the overall aspect of you know the passion the work that you do the calling you have on your life and so with helping athletes transition but I want to ask the question about you know what what do the services like if i'm looking at a sheet what services as a professional when i'm bringing you on campus what what is what services do you provide yeah so um on, on campus in person uh probably about 90 percent of what we do are our workshops and so we have five pillars um and under these five pillars we have probably about between 25 and 30 different workshops that we could provide so the pillars are transition management Right. So we have a host of programs to help athletes uh, specifically prepare for the transition into life after sports. And we can do it for seniors. We can do it for freshmen. Sometimes um, schools will bring us in to work with a freshman bridge program so they can get this on their mind now. Right. right. And, and, and understand that. So so that's one of the pillars. The other pillars, leadership development. So we do a lot of work with um, captains and, and SAC, uh, you know, um, student athlete leaders. 
uh, or other infinity groups, things like that. Um, so we have workshops we provide under leadership, de uh, leadership development. Financial literacy is another one we provide workshops under. Um, career readiness and uh, health and wellness. And so, um, so we tackle mental health and, and social emotional health and things like that under health and wellness. So those are our five pillars. And under that, we, we offer a variety of workshops. Awesome. And you know awesome. what, Ed, would it be possible to, to include the link to our, uh, we have a brochure, um, an electronic brochure? Yeah, okay. absolutely. So if you're yeah, interested, so, you can just click on the link in this yeah. message. So. It's going to be in the show notes. It's there okay, for gotcha, you. Yeah, gotcha. yeah. We're going to take care of it. Oh, oh gotcha. they going to get, they going to know about it. Gotcha. Uh, so uh, looking at it, so you talk about the work, the plethora of workshops. What does that engagement look like? So I bring you on campus. We're doing this workshop. What does it look like? The engagement, um, different things like that. So I'm a, uh, I'm a, so I, I came from prior to starting this, and even the first four years of, of uh, starting ATS, I worked in K-12 education. And so um, I am huge on engagement, right? And so from the beginning, if, if what we do is not engaging, right, if it's not um, appealing to different learning styles, if we're not incorporating, um, you know, a diverse pedagogy, then there's there, there's a problem. So um, regardless of the workshop that, that we provide, you, you can expect uh, interaction, right? Mm -hmm. You can expect opportunities to not just sit and listen um, to a lecture, but to be involved, to have discussions. You can expect most of our workshops, depending on the time we're allotted, you can expect uh, activities and exercises. Uh, mm -hmm. You can expect um, uh, uh, the use of multimedia, right? So videos and, and graphics and things like that to help to communicate the message. And then you can expect a presenter who, um, majority of our presenters, except for the mental health space, have been at least college student athletes. Nice. And so you can expect someone um, who the student athletes are able to connect with because they they've been in their shoes. Right. Um, so so it's not just talking from a philo philosophical standpoint, but it's like no, we've actually experienced this, right. and so uh, so that that helps with the um, engagement and the buy-in as well. See, I think that's important. So like for me, I never I never had that experience. Right, my career, high school, it was done. <laughs> I realized kind of quickly. Uh, if I make some changes, I would what I should have done is switch the whole line. But that's a whole other story. Uh, but I'm really passionate about bringing, so I know I can't provide it for athletes. So I'm always passionate about bringing somebody in that who can, you know, because yeah. um, I only know it for so much, right? I know the schedule, I can understand the pressure, I can understand what they're telling me, but I haven't been, you know, in a locker room where you got two tests, but you got to watch film and, you know, all that. So, no, that I think that's very important uh, for those and, 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 you know, for those people who are programming to bring people in who have, those experiences because it, I mean, it's just, you know, it. you've been in the shoes. So yeah, that's, a, that's very yeah. important. And I will say this, Ed, so most of our programming, it, that's, that's, um, that's, I would feel like that's needed, but there mm -hmm. are some areas, right. Where it's not necessarily needed. You can be dope in the area that you focus in and, right. and still be able to communicate that and athletes can still engage. Um, you know, I use our mental health, uh, even in the financial literacy space, right? right? That's not one where you necessarily had to sit in their shoes. You just have to be relatable and, and be able to, um, you know, know what you're talking about. So, yeah, it's interesting because so once again, y'all, this is this is not in the question, but like 
So I've kind of dealt with the transition for so long because, like, I played football. I was a good high school player, and I walked on the U of H. It didn't work out. And, like, for so long, I fought that identity of just letting it go. Like, you know, yeah. I coach, but I was coaching at a high level, and the position group that I coached, I didn't play, but they were performing at a high level. Yep. And I finally was like, look, I just let it go. Like, it didn't happen, but to your point, I just teach them what they need to know and different things like that. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's interesting. I always give a shout-out. I always got to let people know, though, because I think some people – like can't get in that role, can't get intimidated. So I always say that message to them, like, look, you are where you are, do what mm-hmm. you gotta do right now to help the athletes and get the people in there to help in whatever messaging that is. So I appreciate you sharing that. So one thing um, I noticed we talked about transition, you talked about freshmen and the freshman bridge programming and getting all the way back to the freshmen and helping them understand that transition is coming. We as professionals know it is, but I think it's incredible. I never thought about that till we, we've had conversations about it just over the years and i'm just like man i never thought about that because i always thought i need to start transition truly really beginning of once they become draft eligible because in football specifically it's such a heavy pro sport if you walk into the auditorium the team room you say hey, who's going to league all hands are going up so could you speak about you know the importance of um reaching back to the freshmen and even the sophomores at every classification why transition is important for every classification yeah, it's a great question. I think it really comes down to, like I mentioned earlier, the um, the research, right? Uh, the research. We, we did a study with um, William James College, a small university out of Boston, uh, about three years ago. And um, and again, I think in the, we surveyed close to 300 uh, elite athletes, elite being, again, professional college athletes. And, and we, you know, we were trying to assess the, the transition challenges they had. Um, and then we said, one of the questions I remember we asked during that survey is, if you go back and do anything differently, what would it be, right? And again, one of the most popular answers was, I would have started preparing for the transition earlier. And other research shows uh, us too, right? So right. if if the sooner the better, right? right. Like, obviously, if, if we go in to, to talk about to a freshman bridge program, um, we're going to talk about the freshman year, right? How do you get up on a, on a, on a good start and build that, lay, lay that foundation. But we're going to plant those seeds now about you need to start with the end in mind, right? What can you do now? And we'll even mention this, that we'll show, we'll throw that stat up there. Uh, I think it's 70 something percent of NCAA student athletes admit to having struggles during, you know, once it's over. And then we'll have a little discussion about that. And so then we'll say, okay, well, what can you start doing now as a freshman to make sure that you have a, a healthy identity, right? That you right. have a holistic uh, understanding of who you are, that you're more than just an athlete. What can you do now to start discovering your other passions, gifts, and interests outside of your sport so that you don't have to wait until senior year to start thinking about these things, right? And so it really comes down to just planting seeds, and we believe the earlier the better. Awesome, awesome. Thank you so much. It's that's that's needed. And are you all listening to this, please, please, like, please listen to that message. But guess what? ATS could take care of it for you. Get them in there to, to get with your younger student athletes. Because it is, I mean, we say it all the time, it happens like that. And it legit, ooh, I mean, they, especially like, I always think the freshmen that come in to spring football early, like, by the time we get to fall camp, they're sophomores. Like, they, right. Like, yeah. you're, not, you're not a freshman yeah. anymore. You've been through it, you know. Like, yeah, that's crazy. So it, it is that that transition is interesting. It's interesting too because you kind of see them, and just my experience, the freshmen that come in early, 
when new freshmen come in, like they're all tight, you know, signing day, official business, all that. But like when they come in, it's almost like they got to get to re-know them because now they've been oh. they've been in college for a semester and they've been around older players and you know while these guys have been on high school and that, nothing nothing gets it going to prom, you know, probably trying to get a state championship in another whatever. These guys have been on campus having to make in a sense young man decisions earlier than their uh, signing class. So it is that has always been interesting to me when they get back together in August. They normally probably right after fall camp they all kind of get back into that. Okay, okay we're one class. But that's, you know what, that, that's a dynamic I never really thought about, but that makes sense though. Yeah, it's yeah. uh it's very very interesting. Like it, and I saw it. I saw it literally. I saw it at the University of Houston. So we had a really really big class, and we had some of the young guys come in early, and it was just like we would eat, and I was like, why don't the freshmen? Yeah. It's like they didn't even know them. Like, I was like yeah. oh. so it is. It, it's it's pretty like I. And so what I started doing is kind of like, all right, fall. We got to get these guys together you know and if you have a mature we would do a big brother program if you had like a it wasn't like they were like a big brother it was more like you are the guide for your guy like when yeah. he gets on campus and starts classes in the summer you've been here you've done he's doing three hours you did 15 yeah so make sure he knows where to go where the bookstore is what's account so we can kind of get those guys to help him so it, it, it's it's interesting and not just say it came back to my mind yeah but it's a it's a very interesting dynamic all right, so this segment right here is the open mic. So right now I'm gonna give John the opportunity to kind of speak what's on his heart, talk about, you know, if he wants to dive deeper into ATS, dive deeper into his mission, dive deeper into why he's passionate about transition. Jonathan, take it away. Yeah, thank you, Ed. First, um, I'd like to thank you again, Ed, for, for the work you do and the impact you've been having over the years and, and being a, uh, a um, just a pillar, right, in this field. And, you know, I, I've, I've admired, before we even connected, I've, I've been admiring your work for quite some time, and and, uh, and a lot of people do, man. So so thank you for uh, for all you do, and for, again, providing this space and opportunity for uh, so many of us to grow in this profession uh, with the conference. And, and lastly, for allowing us to be a partner. Um, from the bottom of my heart, you know, I, I appreciate it, and, and I'm excited to, to be able to um, support uh, what I believe is going to be an incredible event. So, oh, we appreciate that. Thank you so much, man. I'm not going to get get emotional on this call, but <laughs> on this interview, but appreciate you so much. You all, you've heard the Player Development Conference. We are excited. We're excited once again. Uh, ATS is a gold sponsor. It's going to be incredible. What they're providing for you all will help this experience in so many ways. So we thank them for that. Now, before we leave. So someone's listening to this and they're they're in the show notes, but some people listen and then go to show notes. How can people reach out? How can people bring you in? Um, how can people get to you? Yep. So I, I want to share that. I also want to talk about two programs that we have, two great opportunities. Awesome. One of us to bring us to campus for absolutely free, no cost to, to the university. So, um, but uh, my email is jorr, J-O-R-R, at A-T-S Corp. That's corp.org. So jor at atscorp.org. Or you can also do info at atscorp.org. Um, I'm on social media. Uh, I am underscore Jonathan Orr. I am underscore Jonathan Orr on Twitter. Uh, and then on Instagram is ats.corp, ats.corp. But on both of those, I'm always sharing information about uh, what we have going on and opportunities and things like that. Um, real quick, two, two programs that we have. So um, our most popular transition program is called the Next Season Program. 
Uh, and we, we've been providing this since the beginning. Uh, we've probably taken it to over, well over 100 universities over the years. And um, anyway, we have an opportunity to take it to 24 universities for free this year uh, through a partnership we have with the United States Marine Corps. Um, a sponsorship that 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 they uh, we've been doing with them the past couple of years, and so if you're interested in learning more about that, last year we took it to almost 30 universities. Let's go. Looking to to take it to to more this year, so please don't hesitate to reach out um, if you like information about that. It is absolutely 100% free. I know sometimes people are skeptical when you hear the word right. free, but it is. And then also a new program we just launched last week is called Double Vision for rookie professional athletes. And so uh, we we really um, have been working on this for probably about eight months. And so mm-hmm. I'm excited to finally launch it. It's, it's, uh, it's called Double Vision because um, we, we really want to help rookie professional athletes to understand that, yes, you you have this unique opportunity in front of you. Uh, and so that you need to be focused on to take advantage of it, to maximize the opportunity. But at the same time, you need to be thinking about uh, after this. Right. Yes. And so how do you live in both worlds how do you prioritize now but still plan for tomorrow um and so helping them to think about again those areas that at professional athletes uh oftentimes struggling once it's over so what can you do to 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 put some things in place and starting now and along your journey to ensure that that um you don't have to be one of those statistics so absolutely absolutely i i appreciate you saying that and we you know you've been on that level and, you know, I know people at, at the NFL level and I've had players that have played in NFL level. And it's something about taking care of the off the field that extends the career in a sense, mm-hmm. taking care and knowing what's next. I always tell people a story about I had we had a tight end at the University of Houston and they moved him. He was a big receiver. They moved him to tight end. And, and, and he he was good. But like his junior year, he had a job like he knew when he was done. He was gonna go work with New York Life Company and work in insurance and things like that. And he had he was all conference the next year. He went for like eight hundred and twelve touchdowns. Wow. And it was just because and I and I talked to him about it. He's like, Coach, I didn't I could play. I could finally play because I didn't have the weight of the future on me. Yep. And yep. so he actually had opportunity to go play in the NFL. He did yep. his best. But now yep. he's, you know, he, he was good. He, you know, he had his time, he had his run, and now he's good. He's got his family. He actually owns a couple companies now. So uh, I just, like what you said, this if you're listening, you, if you're a director of player engagement in the NFL or other sports, I know there's a lot of sports out there. I don't want to circle it in. And you have your professional sports and you have rookies taking care of that transition will help extend their careers. So I appreciate you and, and Double Visions out there. And man, I, I, man, I, I'm so thankful for just like what you're doing. I, I get passionate. I kind of get nerdy or I can like fan <laughs> it, you know, about people that do the work, right? Because it's so much, these athletes, they provide so much for so many people, right? And it could be, it could be an experience. It could be memories. It could be money, financial, yep. generational wealth, things like that. And it's just, I'm passionate about people who want to help them in their life. So. Once again, thank you for all the work you do at ATS. Thank you again for being a gold sponsor. So excited to have you and see you at the Player Development Conference. And hey, all the information you need is in the show notes. All the information you need is in the show notes. Y'all have a great day. Thank y'all so much for listening to the Player Development Pod. Thank you, Ed. Appreciate it.